Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Hey guys, welcome back to FFC. I'm Maureen. And I'm Jeanette. And we are back with another Netflix review. We're so glad you guys are liking these. We're going to keep them coming, especially with the writer strike. We're going to get into some streaming stuff here soon after we've gone through what we think we can of Netflix. So that stuff will keep coming at you. But today we are talking, as promised, political thrillers, which kind of my sweet spot. It's like the right mix between action and politics and romance and all these things that I love put together. And I, they're sort of my favorite thing. So we're going to talk about that. And before we get too far in, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel because the more people we have subscribed to our YouTube channel and to our podcast. So wherever you listen to our podcast, make sure you're subscribed to that or you're rating it because that gives us the credibility we need to get you actors and cast and crew members for interviews. And especially with the writer strike, we're going to try to get you as many of those as we can coming up. So make sure you're subscribed and interacting with us on there. So on that note, we're going to dig in. We're going to start with The Recruit, which is a little bit of an oldie. That's our that's our grandpa of tonight's. It was late 2022, but honorary 2023. Yeah, close enough. Close yeah. enough, right? Yeah. All right, so the synopsis for The Recruit is, it says, it follows a lawyer at the CIA who gets entangled in dangerous international power politics when a former asset threatens to expose the nature of her long-term relationship with the agency. Uh, that was, I actually really liked that one. I, I wasn't too familiar with Noah. I know the rest of our groups were familiar with Noah. Very familiar. I wasn't terribly familiar with him. I fell in love with him a little bit more after the To All the Boys shows that you guys had me watch yes. recently. <laughs> so we've I've got a list of other rom-coms that he was in that you can check out as well. There was a date one that's on Netflix too that I, I'm- The Perfect Date is wonderful. Date, yeah. Sierra okay. Burgess is a loser is a goodie, but like people don't think about it. It's really, really good. <laughs> yes. See, I thought that was going to be one that I couldn't watch. That's why I have not watched that one yet. No, I don't think so. I think there's, okay. I mean, they're all like around the same type. Like, I mean, there might be a little bit of talk that you may be like, hmm, but like there's nothing <laughs> super inappropriate. Like they're, okay. they're, they're teen rom-coms basically. So yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we've got for our mains in the recruit is Noah Centennial. He plays Owen Hendricks, who is, and it's not just that it follows the CIA agent. CIA agent. He's like a brand spanking new CIA mm-hmm. agent. He has no idea what's happening, no idea what's going on. And all once he gets in the agency, it's all these these people that are working with him are trying to throw him under the bus to save yes. their careers, <laughs> which I I want to believe that's not how the CIA works, but part of me is like, mm, no, you're being very naive. That that's part, exactly uh, how it works. <laughs> that part's like really upset me. Like yes. I thought, like, like I understand hazing. Like I understand that probably happens, and like you yeah. know, you kind of pick a little like whatever on the new person. Like cool. Like they like, but you're on the same team. <laughs> I mean, they almost got him. Like I mean, Killed. they did get him like tortured. Like he yes. was like a prisoner of war type thing. Like with that one lady. So I mean, it was severe. Mm-hmm absolutely yeah and then max too we've got max who's played by laura haddock max Maldad- Malad maladzi is her name right that's Malad- how you say maladzi yes, mm-hmm. and she is like i believe she's russian she's this russian asset yeah. who is a little scary she <laughs> is but i loved her i like, did too. how do you not love her yeah <laughs> she was the one who manipulated noah to do everything she wanted to do by using a soft spot because lester who's played by colton dunn who i liked him from superstore 
Mm, okay. That's the first time I've ever played. He was hilarious in that show. And Violet, who is played by Artie Man, Artie Man, they were his coworkers who kept sending him to the wolves. But then he started doing well, partly because Max mm-hmm. was helping him. So his boss, who is played by I can't remember what oh he's played by oh. Vondi Curtis Hall. It's Walter Nyland. Yeah, he starts liking him, and then Lester and Violet get upset and start. They at first they try a tactic of, okay, we're gonna try to get you killed. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, maybe we should help him a little. And I like that he did turn to that crazy guy, Janice. <laughs> yes. He was my favorite. <laughs> you could just tell that, that so there's stressed. some truth to that. Yes. That he could he was scared to fall asleep because his Navy SEAL team <laughs> tried to go off on these missions to do crazy things. And every time they call, you just hear him scream on the phone, No, don't do that. You can't do that. Don't do that. He was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. No, I liked him a lot. And I think the only reason he helped Owen is because he realized Owen was going to somehow implicate him and he was going to have to deal yeah. with more of a mess. And yeah. he already had too much on his plate. And it went, didn't know Owen gave him some of his Adderall. So that was helpful. <laughs> right. Was it his or was bribery. it his roommate Hannah's? It was his roommate's actually. Who yeah. he's sort of in love with and who she's sort of in love with him. Yes. Right. And then we've got yeah. Terrence, who's their other roommate. And I really, I actually really I liked Terrence's him. character. Mm-hmm. I liked him a lot. <laughs> I just loved like the roommates, how they like, I mean, would just like totally jump and get involved in like CIA <laughs> business. Like, I would think that if my friend was in the CIA, I'm like, like, I love you and all, but like, I'm not going to get involved in anything no, that you're no. doing because that's scary <laughs> stuff. Like, no. I suppose part of it was he was coming home after his first, what was it, his first day? He came home. A couple of days later, after no contact, filthy, <laughs> dirty, with bandages on his fingers, wasn't that after his yeah, first they, they pulled it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was terrible. So I think that I would probably be like, "What are you doing? Yeah, you need you need to get out of this career that you've started." Yeah, really, because that actually wasn't even supposed. To, his career. That's the thing too, is that in the very first episode, you find out he's not actually supposed to be in the field. He's no. just supposed to be reading through files to find something that may be a threat. That's that's his only job. And somehow he finagled his way into revealing a very big problem mm-hmm. that got him sent to the field repeatedly. And he's not even supposed to be in the field. I know. That's kind of what I loved about his character in that, like, he, like, had no idea what he was doing through, like, basically the whole series. Mm-hmm. But he was so charismatic in the way that he, like, and this is just how I picture Noah is in real life. Like, because mm-hmm. I feel like almost all every role he ever plays has just this really charismatic <laughs> way about go. him. Um, that he just fools everybody into thinking that he knows what he's doing and he has mm-hmm. no idea. That's exactly what he does, too. Yeah. Even when, like, there was that one scene, one of my favorite, let's, let's dig into some of our favorite things about the show. Yeah. Now, it's been a while. If you're listening to this, you got to know it's yeah. been a while since we watched it. But we all, the reason it's been a while is because we binged it so fast. Mm-hmm that finished it really quickly so oh, yeah, <laughs> we like watched it two days january yeah but one of my favorite things about it was that one scene where she has him max has him drop off the money to mm-hmm. those like drug lords and he's like wait no no mm-hmm. no no isn't it supposed to be like this and he's like almost asking them questions on how it works like yeah you should you need to be a little more certain of what you're doing there buddy yeah i mean i think that that was i mean just like that that was my favorite thing about him is just throughout this he was just so and it, but it would get him in more trouble because like <laughs> him trying to like prove that he like was good at this and i mean mm-hmm. i think that had a lot to do with because wasn't his dad he wore his dad's like dog tag so like his dad yeah. was was his dad like a navy seal his dad was something correct yeah. like within so 
Emmy was one of these that he was almost trying to prove himself that he mm-hmm. was able to do all these different things. And he was but... running from things. Yeah. He he, he yeah. didn't want to ever be still or be in a job where he had to think because he wanted to make sure he was fully focused on something else at all times. Right. I will say what I mean, another favorite is, I mean, you know, in case people haven't watched this, I obviously don't want to give spoilers. Yeah, exactly. But, but the ending, mm-hmm. I literally was shocked. Like, I think I didn't quite see, like, I kind of saw some of it coming in the way we were going to end season one. But then there were other things that I was just like, oh, that's not how I expected like this to fully go. So really good ending and really good cliffhanger and like keeping you hyped yep. for, for a new season. Definitely. I get, I get really nervous now because of Sanitan when shows end on a cliffhanger or shows mm-hmm. end on a really pivotal moment. I, I, it almost makes me not like it because oh. now I'm like, oh, yeah, it's great that you're doing that. So it doesn't get canceled, but what if it does get canceled? And then we're all, this is true. This is like, true. I get, but thankfully that's not the case here, but still I get, it, it might end up being the case with this writer strike. We don't know, but I get real nervous when shows end on something like that. I think I'm, uh, as far as the writer strike goes, I'm least nervous about this one because it was already renewed so early that maybe they already got some stuff written. So as soon as it's over, they can like, bam, bam, that's bam, true. get it mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't true. have, I have nothing to base that on. Like, don't take my word for that. Anyone like, <laughs> it's just our blind just, hope. <laughs> that's just my thought, you know, mm-hmm. like as far as if we're going to pick any of these, I think this one had the most time to get prepared. It for did season. for sure. Yeah. And I think another another one of my favorite aspects of it was when he was dealing with the the CAA office in Arizona with those people there who were like <laughs> I love that office. Yeah. We don't really have a job. Yeah. <laughs> and because of their position, Noah was able to use what his greatest I, I gotta mm-hmm. stop calling him Noah. Owen. Yeah. <laughs> Owen was able to use what is his greatest strength as an operative mm-hmm. and to completely make crap up and have somebody yeah. believe it. So I think I think. My favorite thing about this show was Noah Centennial. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I think that. But I did. It was. It's not. It's mostly him, and not because. Oh no! It's because he's fun to watch on screen. If yeah. Anything he does, he's just entertaining to watch. Yeah. Because he's like, funny. I mean, like I have a crush on him. I have for a long time. <laughs> but it's not necessarily just about like what he looks like. His his persona uh, that yes. he plays in every single thing he's ever in. Like I said, his his charisma and like mm-hmm. he is funny. Yeah. And that is what I liked so much about this because I'm usually not into political thrillers. Like mm-hmm. this just isn't my sweet spot. I watch them because my husband he really loves them. So a lot of times it'll be one of those things I'll watch with him. But I get bored because I get confused. Like they confuse me. I don't understand like all the political yeah i don't understand what goes on in the cia like i get confused when they start talking their jargon you know (laughs) so like i get lost but like this one was able to keep me in that it had a nice balance of like Mm -hmm. the political stuff but also comedy there was some romance there was like some feel-good drama like we didn't talk about him wanting to help out um oh the girl that because it's been a long time the girl that he met when he was there to see max oh that was this that was the daughter the, da- the daughter of max or uh, no it was wasn't... the daughter of the guy max killed yes and there was like this like drama involved like this seriousness to that that part of the storyline that i didn't mm-hmm. quite ex- expect i guess so i just think this show in general just had a really good balance of every aspect you might like so Yes, it's a political drama, like if you're going to label it as something, but I feel like it's a lot more than that as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. I would call it a political thriller. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it's very high paced yes. and it's very like, it's very ramped up in your face. Let's go, 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 go at every mm-hmm. moment. And I did, I did appreciate, cause there's sometimes when like, I love political thrillers. That's, that is what I love to watch. But like, there are things that not only the ones we're going to discuss today, but things like the handmaid's tale where it's, it's very, everything is very happening very yeah. fast, but I cannot binge watch that. It is too heavy. It is too dark. I cannot, I can watch maybe one episode a month because it's Mm -hmm. just weighs you down. The recruit did a really good job of balancing the funny with that because I Mm -hmm. think a lot of shows, more shows need the levity to balance it better. And I think the, the other reason why you probably liked it too is because Owen's character didn't know how the CIA worked or what was going on with the CIA. Because he had to ask questions along the way. Well, oftentimes yeah. he didn't ask questions and he just assumed things and was like, we'll see if this works. Let's we figured go. it out. Yeah. yeah. But I think it, it it was nice and refreshing to see a political thriller where the main character had to be helped by people that he didn't even know were mm-hmm. people he could utilize yeah. that were just like, okay, you dummy, I'm going to do this for you. And then he got to be like, hey, I did it. Yes. And it made it, it made it more entertaining. It made it more relatable even. Mm-hmm. Though we can't relate with being on the CIA, we can relate to this character because he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, he just fumbles his way through life, <laughs> which I feel like exactly. most people do as it is. Isn't that something Hannah said to him at one point? That he's just Probably. fumbling his way through things? Probably. I think he does. But I think we do relate to that because mm-hmm. most of us do that no when idea we're unsure we're about what's... We just fake it till you make it, exactly. you know? That's our, I think that's our generational thing too. <laughs> it is, you know, <laughs> figure it out. All right. What about some complaints? Do you have, do you have any that you remember about um, the show? I'm trying to think you give yours then because I'm sure there are some, I'm just, it's been a while. So I think for me, while I did really like the aspect of what we just talked about him fumbling through things mm-hmm. and making mistakes, it was a little too unrealistic in the political realm. Okay. I felt and I, I didn't like that. I think if you're going to set out to do a political thriller, if you're going to set out to do something that has to do with government, you kind of mm. make it a little more believable than it was. I think the way that he was able to to really get the people to help him that helped him and the way he was even, even with the bad guys, mm-hmm. the way he was able to lie to them. These are people who are who have been doing this for decades. Yeah. And they don't understand that something is not right here. And it just, it just didn't feel right. And then I, I didn't like that Lester and Violet were so cruel and so mean. I think that they could have done it, gotten their point across with them doing less because all it, it just made more of a distrust of the establishment of government because, mm-hmm. well, they're on the same team and they still want each other to die. Like, do, they, do you have to take I would it to agree. that level? I would agree with that. Like the first thing you said is ironically, like that's a complaint for you, but it's not, it's a plus for me. So I think that's just based on preference. Like I liked that yeah. it was unrealistic because it was funny to me and I preferred that over the more serious ones. Um, complaints are definitely about Lester and Violet. Like that is, I I hated their characters and they were never able to fully win me back over mm-hmm. by the end because of that. Like the first thing they do where they get him almost killed, like, okay, cool. That I think don't think they meant to do that. So like, if, but they if laughed been, about it. If there had been a turning point past that, like we might we might have taken that just a little too far. Like yes. if they had like recognized that, then I could have gotten past it. I would have laughed about it too then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like they just and and Owen's character had not done anything to provoke this exactly. other than just do being his the job. New guy. Yeah. Well, it, it was because he did his job. Yeah. 
just because they didn't do their job like mm-hmm. correctly and he was able to find this stuff that's not on him so yeah. they were a little too bullyish yeah. for me too and there was no turnaround mm-hmm. for them I feel like Lester really. had a little bit of one when he went in the field uh, with with Owen. A little. But that was while he was in the field with Owen. And I felt like that was more self-preservation than it yes. was, I'm going to I'm gonna be a better dude. Because yeah. when we got back to the office, he sat it up with Violet again. So it was, yeah. I hope in the next season that that can be tamped down a little bit. And their yeah. trust in his, because Owen's just trying to be a team player. They mm. aren't. He There's nothing wrong with being a team player. So I would like to see that maybe changed in the next season where- He's he's not like held up as this golden boy of the CIA, but where they can be like, hey, you dummy, that's not how it works. Like insult him. Don't send him yeah. off to his death. Insult him and tell him how to do it right. That right. would be better. I think that would be better received than what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that one. So what is your overall grade for the recruit? Um, Ooh, deep think. thoughts. Deep yeah, thoughts. Yeah, I have to think because I'm trying to like, I'm a glass half full kind of person so i tend to like my grades are on a curve i think most of the time um, well i'd give it a solid b i think um, not a b plus but a b yeah i think i would be a minus and only because it's a political thriller like because otherwise i mean it's just because i have a hard time following those sometimes yeah and so my b is because it wasn't realistic enough of a political thriller <laughs> if it was more realistic it'd be lower but yes. for me <laughs> for me it'd be the opposite i might go into the a's if it was more realistic but to a a minus maybe you know I okay don't know. yeah be an a minus all right well this was they did renew it on december 16th of 2022 they did renew it for season two it was now at that time in 2022 it was set to return in 2024 how realistic that is anymore i'm not sure but like Jeanette said at the beginning, maybe they got some writing in. Maybe right after it finished, they started. And that's kind of my hope for some of these shows is that before we hit their finales, even on Netflix shows, on the regular syndication shows, before they hit their finales, part of me hopes that they were already writing into the next so. season. Yeah. So that when the writer strike happened, they had to stop all writing that they could, at least when it returns, they could pick it up again. So we're going to jump into another one that is a... Well, they're all political thrillers, but this is another one with big government. And this is The Night Agent, which I actually like this a little bit better. I like this one better, too. Probably my favorite of the three we're talking about. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let's read that synopsis here. Um, Okay. It says a low level FBI agent, Peter Sutherland, works in the basement of the White House, manning a phone that never rings until the night it does propelling him into the, a conspiracy that leads all the way to the oval office and this was like i think what one of my things that i liked about this is that our start whereas you know with the recruit noah centineo like is a i mean he was already very well known mm-hmm. by by probably most people i mean maybe not everyone but a lot of people knew who he was um the guy that played peter Sutherland, i have to even look up his name gabriel basso i'd never seen him in anything before me either I fell in love very quickly. Like he was good within the first episode. I was like, "Who is this guy?" Like I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, and not just because he's pretty. I mean, he was pretty, but like he was just really good. I mean, like I loved his acting style. Yes, his intensity was spot on. It was it was perfect in that it wasn't too intense. It felt mm-hmm. very real. Like there were moments where there was also like moments of comedy within this here and there, but they were a lot more subtle. He was just, he felt very natural Mm -hmm. in his role. And so I really enjoyed that. Um, 
and the the his co-star too i have to look up her name too because like i said i don't know i didn't know really any of these people for the most part um but lucianne buchanan that played rose um she was also someone that i had no idea about and mm-hmm. i really I liked, liked her. her character a lot i just i, I think it was surprising this is this was one that i probably i don't think i was even gonna watch until tiktok made me watch it which is what happens <laughs> is that and, all, then I, and then i made you all watch it yeah i was gonna say is that how all of our recommendations happen is by tiktok yeah tiktok <laughs> just has to put a good looking man with some like r&b <laughs> songs and get me hooked and then i'm like guys you gotta check this out so that's what happens yeah tiktok tells me what to watch i don't make the decisions <laughs> No, I did. The guy who played Ben, I knew him from Miss Congeniality too. So I was like excited to see him on there. <laughs> ben, which one was? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I remembered him. Oh, I did know um, Eric Monks. The um, He was Secret Service. It was D.B. Woodside. That's Principal Woods from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, I thought him. I recognized him from somewhere. Didn't know him. And then actually one of the villains, Ellen, Eve Harlow, she was in a show called The 100. Don't know if anyone. I have been told that. to watch that repeatedly. I have not okay. yet. Well, you only really need to watch the first like three seasons, and then it's kind of crap after that. But the <laughs> first three seasons are phenomenal, and your yeah. boy Chris Argent is eventually in it. By the I way, I heard that. That's when the seasons are bad, but he's there. So. <laughs> Did you also recognize the name Diane Farr? That was played by Hong Chow. She um, was the. She was his Peter's contact but did you I recognize did. the name diane Farr from something no but should i i feel like now mm-hmm. i should well now tell me because now i'm gonna be well, what is, i want to see if you can figure it out <laughs> well now it sounds familiar but i'm like does it sound familiar because it's from the night agent or because it's from something else she is mama donovan she's sharon donovan the actress's name is diane Farr. Oh. from fire country <laughs> so there's like a bunch of when it, when this ended i was looking up to see if there's a season two and there was a bunch of articles about how Di- they would ask diane Farr, well is this a indication of your character is this something related to you is this bubble and so she had she's been given oh, several man. interviews where she's asked that question after the night she came out she's like nope just a coincidence not me interesting because it's not like a i don't think i knew her real name that's probably why i didn't realize that um interesting it's not like a common name it's not like diane smith or anything like i mean just wild that you like pick that and and the night agent i believe is a book is it i think so and i think that's where i think that's where it came out of very anyway i thought i thought that was interesting so let's let's talk some of the characters um well we've already talked to you know obviously peter sutherland yes amazing he was great he was so good so good well and like so not just peter but rose as well we talked about them Mm -hmm. like their chemistry together super i think was really like strong i mean like even before i knew there was supposed to be like love interest you know because you Mm -hmm. don't know this at first like i was like it's it's gotta happen right because like these two like i mean there's just like instant like chemistry between the two of them so i liked that a lot um what i i mean all the different characters like you mentioned diane Farr. you mentioned um oh our guy from miss congeniality i forget what his character's name was ben almada yeah like there was so many characters that they did a good job i think of us not knowing who we could trust because i went back and forth so many times like i knew obviously peter was good i knew rose was good beyond that Mm -hmm. i was like i don't know 
I don't know who I can trust of any of these people because I feel like somebody and and it turns out someone was back you know I mean obviously we're not going to spoil for anything but there is a backstabber among them and Mm -hmm. it took me by surprise I think yeah and obviously we're aware that you can look up the ending on Google but if you're watching this review we don't want to ruin it for you because we feel like there's a lot of Netflix in your future so we don't, we want you to actually enjoy, because that was one of my favorite parts. I was tempted several times because you guys had already watched it. I think you guys had finished it by the time I started yes. and you guys wouldn't give me any answers. So a couple of times I was tempted to go on Google, but part of the fun was trying to fit, get theories. The same reason we watched Cool Summer, you getting the theories of, well, this, mm-hmm. I think this person did this. I think this is what's mm-hmm. really happening. And it would change from episode to episode because they were so good at linking them together. Mm-hmm. And you do find out a little bit before the end who the backstabber is. Like you find out before Peter and them find out, I think. Yes. Yes. Well, I remember knowing that. Maybe I maybe I did look it up. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think you find out a little bit before they do. Not much, yeah. but maybe even within the same episode. But mm-hmm. yeah. Well, did you have some favorite things about this this one? Um, I think this one too. Obviously, I, I like the romance. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I feel like of the three, this also had the strongest romance even though i mean that made these, sense <laughs> there was no like i mean I, I think that it was nice clean romance for the most mm-hmm. part i mean i know it like, was you know i mean there was obviously language in all of these but mm-hmm. like there wasn't anything like i would let my if my daughter walked in the room i wouldn't necessarily turn it off there was none of that happening yeah with this show do you know what i mean like yep. so um that was good and that was nice it, it just felt sweet i guess and mm-hmm. sometimes i like that you know yeah um, in these shows and so but it was built up the perfect amount of time like they mm-hmm. didn't rush it they didn't you know it's yep. a nice little slow burn i liked too that there was also a little bit of comedy in this not as much as the recruit it wasn't as silly as the recruit it, it was like sarcasm and deadpan there were still things one of my favorite scenes is when um i can't and because it's been so long i can't remember exactly what they're doing but he wants to get their IDs or something. These guys that have approached Rose, and then like she's like going all out, and he's like, "Rose, Rose, we're not, we're not like gonna rob them." Like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like I mean, she was going hard at it, and he was like, "No, no, 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 no." Like I felt it was funny. He had to calm her down a couple of times, like, but the way he I would forgot do about it, that. <laughs> he would smile with it, like he just—you could tell he just found it really like amusing and endearing, and I think it made him fall in love with her much quicker. Like how hard she was sometimes those were some of my favorites so there there was there was simple comedy like kind of Mm -hmm. it was subtle just enough to break it up to where it's not like super serious yeah um yeah so i'd agree with that i think relationally this was my favorite of the three we're going to talk about today Mm -hmm. relationally because i felt like this relationship it like you said it was a slower build but it was way more realistic and it was built up like there was a reason for it to build in the recruit i felt like that relationship was like what why why is this happening yeah it was it was a nice little break but in the night agent she obviously had to she was forced to rely on peter because of the trauma that she went through yeah and before her aunt and uncle were killed she was she had to take the last source that they had given her mm-hmm. to trust in so yeah. i think for that it made more sense that she stuck with him originally out of fear and out of necessity and he did the same thing for her well I, I, this is my job. I've got to do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be here. And you got to watch them learn about each other and interact and do things. 
So yes. it, their relationship made the most sense out of all of these. Mm-hmm. And it was the most fun to watch. And it lightened, yeah. that was the source of lightness for this show. And I think that relationally, this one, it just made the most, it, it was more of a realistic relationship. I could relate to it more because I mean, there's been things that I feared about and I had to latch onto someone in my fear and I felt things for them. There's been times when there was, I can remember this, I'm not going to say his name, but in sixth grade, a guy held the door open for me. He was in my class. And I was like, oh, I love you. You're so gentlemanly and so chivalrous. I have a crush on you now. So I can kind of, I can relate to her in that way because he's doing all these amazing things for her, not leaving her for a moment. And the one time he does, something bad happens. So then he's like, no, never yeah. again. So I can, I get her feelings for him, though it happened quickly. It makes more sense that they happen quickly because of the mm-hmm. situation they're in. So I think that that was written better. So yes. I really did like that. Yeah. And I did like, I like shows that make me think. I like shows that make me mm-hmm. question everything. And that's what the show did. Yeah. And I, I really appreciated the writing in the show. I thought it was really well done. And the acting, like we said with Peter, top notch. Yeah. Like everything was just, just as it needed to be. Yeah. In terms of the acting. Yep. Agreed. All right. What about complaints? You probably don't have any, do you? <sighs> I mean, I like to try to you know constructively think of something um complaints i had one a minute ago you know i can't think of what it was it was probably something very minor that's what happens when marine gets the microphone because she doesn't stop talking for a while and then everyone loses their train of thought did you just say true <laughs> no i said shoot <laughs> oh shoot um well i'll go with mine while you yeah, you go with yours my again is very similar to the recruit i felt that the way he did his job and the way he was called on the field, it felt unrealistic. It might mm-hmm. not have been unrealistic, but for me, who's never heard of this position before, mm-hmm. it felt very unrealistic to me, the way he was able to jump in the field and do all these things. But the rest of it was, I think was good. And I like to, I'm going back to a favorite, but I don't, that's, I think that's the only complaint I have about the show is yeah. that one thing. But I like too, that they, they utilize something that we don't, as the public, we don't know anything about this position. We don't know mm-hmm. if it's real or not real. I think it's much better when political thrillers use that because then we have nothing to compare it against mm-hmm. in terms of realism. And that's what they did here. I, I don't know if the night mm-hmm. agent actually exists. So I can't say, yeah. well, it's realistic or not. It just felt like, well, you're an operative. I don't know why this is happening and why you're doing it in this way. Yeah. But that's that's literally the only complaint I have. I'm I'm I must not have any. I really was thinking of one and then I forgot it. So it must have not been one that bothered me that much. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go with that. I don't have any either, apparently. Maybe actually maybe how it ended was a little unrealistic too. How the series ended. If I'm being honest, this one I like as far as like was there a big cliffhanger on this one? Like No, it was almost like an introduction to what's gonna happen next season. Okay. Because, because I, the- I was I'm having a harder time remembering this ending compared to the other two and that's I was probably like because it, it, didn't leave, it didn't leave me with like oh my god what's gonna happen so that's probably why i'm having a harder time remembering i think i think maybe the ending was a little little unrealistic not what happened with the characters necessarily but how it happened felt a little unrealistic mm-hmm. to me i feel like there would be way more vetting there would be way more I mean, even the way he got his because again i'm not going to tell you how it ended but even how he got his next assignment was like that doesn't seem very secure <laughs> yeah yeah and for the position that he got for for what happened to his character to be given it that in that way it felt like i I feel like there would be way more coercion not coercion covertness to it Mm -hmm. so maybe that 
Yeah. But overall grade, I think I would give this one, I think I'd give it, I don't know if I want to give it an A or an A minus, but only because I like the next one better. <laughs> I'm going to so give it an A for me. Um, I think I'll, I think I'll agree with you on an A. It's not an A plus be- because this isn't my favorite genre of show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't really have any complaints. Like if of political thrillers, this is my favorite political thriller I think I've ever watched. Well, that's good. So I, it's just not my like, it's not my my niche. You know what I mean? Like it's not what yeah. I usually get into. So mm-hmm. and this is good. This is another one too. It was renewed on March 23rd of this year for a season two. Now we didn't, this is the next two. We have no indication of when. And I think that's probably because in that, at that time, at the end of March, I think they, I don't remember when the writer's strike started. So it was either the writer's strike had already just started or the writer's strike was about to start. So I'm assuming that when they renewed it, they were aware that this was coming or it was already there. So we don't have any information on it, just that it was Netflix did renew it for a season two. That's all we know. Yeah. Which thankfully, because that one, they set us up like the night agent or the uh, the recruit ended on a cliffhanger. The night agent didn't end on a cliffhanger so much as it it prepped you for a second season. Yeah. So you it was like, but unfortunately, like, okay, more is coming, but we didn't know right away. Unfortunately, though, in my opinion, the night agent, if it ended right where it did, it would be less shocking than it if would. the recruit didn't come back. Or That's even the, the next one we talked about, the diplomat. If if it doesn't oh. come back, we've left on. No, we didn't. No, that's what I'm saying. We've left on a big cliffhanger there oh, as well. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I'm saying of all the three, the night agent is the only one that, like, if it was a single season, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be upset. Like, I'd be upset in that I don't get to see any more Peter Sutherland, but not upset, you know. So, I think A is a perfectly acceptable high grade, high marks for the night agent. Mm-hmm. I very much recommend you watch it. I think Definitely. whether or not you like Diplomatic, nope. <clears throat> I'm looking at the Diplomat right now. <laughs> whether or not you like political thrillers i think that you will enjoy this because as we discussed it has the right amount of of romance of the funny is sarcastic and it's 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 witty i think more than it is outright funny and i for me i prefer that yeah so it's it's a great mix it's a great balance try it out it's it's highly recommended now this next one we talk about you probably will not like it if you don't like political thrillers accurate (laughs) so which not completely though because i still enjoyed it yeah but But would you watch it again never and if we had not been if i hadn't known we needed to do this podcast and add this one to the mix i'm not sure if i would have even given it a shot yeah but i enjoyed my time watching it and now that i've seen it i'm invested enough that i will watch a season two yeah Mm -hmm. so it's not bad at all but it was much harder to follow if this is not your kind of thing that's that's a better thing that's a better way to put it you'll have I've trouble my, following it i've told my husband because he didn't watch it with me that he needs to because he would absolutely love it because this yeah. is what he likes and he would have no trouble at all following what they're talking about i loved this show <laughs> yeah i think it just depends on your preference exactly so the synopsis of this it says in the midst of an international crisis kate weiler a career diplomat lands in a high-profile job for which she is not suited with tectonic implications for her marriage and her political future. I should mention the name of the show is The Diplomat. I don't think I said that yet. (laughs) That is the name of the show. That that would be helpful. (laughs) Hedsa, you know, she's a career diplomat. And my maybe my favorite thing about this show is it stars Carrie Russell. I do love Carrie Russell. I do love Carrie Russell. I will watch almost anything that she's in. I haven't seen The Waitress, but I've seen almost all of her other stuff. 
I've actually seen the waitress and it was cute. Like she was in yeah. the Jane Austen one too. And I was like, oh, I love this. Oh, well, that's right up your alley. Huh? <laughs> well, even like I was looking up his name because I can't remember, remember it. But the Rufus guy that plays Sewell? her husband, Rufus Sewell. I love him. He always mm-hmm. plays like too. this guy that you can't trust him whatsoever. Like I feel like in this, he was a better guy than he usually yes. is. I mean, he's usually the absolute villain. Um, he was also the bad that. guy in Kaleidoscope, which is another Netflix one that we all yes. watched and binged. Yes. So he's good at being the bad guy. He is. Yes. Sure. I'm trying to look at the one that I knew him from the first thing I saw him in. Because he was very, oh, The Holiday. That's right. He played Jasper in The Holiday. Do you remember that movie with uh, Cameron Diaz and uh, Kate Winslet and Jack Black? Yes, but I kind of forgot that he was. But so, yeah, Rufus, he plays Carrie Russell's husband in this. And then there's the other one that we know from this is Adel Azendo. He played one of my favorite characters in Chicago Mad, which was Dr. Latham. And I was so sad when he got off the show. But I didn't realize that until just now, because when I was watching The Diplomat, I'm like, I know him from somewhere. Where do I know him from? Well, yes. I actually know the Secretary of State, though, too, because he played um, the captain on Station 19. He played Andy's oh, dad, okay. Captain Herrera. And then also, um, I think we both know Michael McKeon, if you were to look him up, that played the president. I mean, I don't know. I know him from, okay, this is going <laughs> to, the movie Clue is like one of like the cult, it's a cult classic for me. just it's got my, that. It is one of my favorite movies ever. And he is Mr. Green. I've seen who, that movie. A who is thousand. the guy that played the president? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like him, Michael McKean. Yeah, I've seen him yeah. in a thousand things. I mean, Clue is what, I and mean, he's Mr. Green because, like I said, that's my like favorite movie, probably ever. Like one of them, top five, like definitely, I love it. All right, so uh, yeah, there's there's a lot more people than I realized, but I, I think the other people who have been in this that we recognize, they're from like one episode stints on shows that we've watched. But there's a lot of cast members in this, a lot of moving parts in this. There's a lot of people who you could trust. Maybe you don't trust. The president is kind of billed as a dummy who can't be yeah. trusted to speak on his own, which I relate to that. So, I mean, it's, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the characters. I have to admit that the main reason I started watching was for Carrie Russell, but then I got sucked into it very quickly. I, I think my favorite part about The Diplomat is that it is very political. It's There's not a lot of romance in it, which I don't mind. And in fact, the romance that was in it with her and her husband made me very icky. uncomfortable. Yeah, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I actually appreciated the political aspect of this much more than in the other two. That's what I liked the least about it, that it was too <laughs> political. Well, what about your favorite things about it? What were some things you did like about The Diplomat? Um, I mean, honestly, like, I liked a lot of the side characters, like even more mm-hmm. than our main characters. Like I liked um Carrie Russell's really the only main I liked. Yeah, and even her, she upset I mean, like her character kind of upset me a lot. I liked her, the guy we mentioned, I forget his name, um, that was on Chicago. Dr. Latham. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Latham is what I want to say. <laughs> I liked him and I liked his girlfriend that worked oh, for yeah. the um CIA. Yes, I was trying to figure out I'm sorry, it was CIA, yeah. So I liked them a lot. Um, that was Idra, Idra Park. I liked her a lot. Mm-hmm. It's Allie I, Ann was her real name. I liked the guy that worked for the prime minister. I mm-hmm. liked his character. So like, I didn't love our main characters because I felt like Carrie Russell was too angry for me all the she time. Was very angry. Um, and that's just not me. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just a matter of preference. That's just not a character I can relate to. Someone who is so angry all the time. Um, her husband. I didn't know how I felt about him half the time. He made me laugh a lot of times. Mm-hmm. 
um because he was kind of a jerk but in that charming sort of way so like I didn't mind him too much and you Um, could uh, what I liked about his character though was you could never tell like are you a bad guy or are are you a good guy which one are you I'm not sure if I could tell you right now even after watching the whole season I don't know if he is or not even his love for his wife like was this real or was this just a political <sighs> game? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I actually think, I think he probably loved her a lot more than she loved him, is my opinion. Um, I kind of didn't, of course, granted, I mean, I never understood, one of my biggest complaints, I think, I'm sorry, I'm supposed to be talking about my favorite things, but my biggest we'll move complaint, on to complaints. <laughs> my biggest complaint was I never quite understood what their riff was about. Like, I feel like it wasn't fully, like, because of the the way we saw them sort of go back and forth and like the type of marital relationships they had that it felt like she was always mad at him but then she wasn't mad at him and it it felt really strange to me that we never it wasn't I feel like it wasn't discussed other than she felt like he was unpredictable which was like a big complaint of hers like I don't know I just the trouble in their marriage was never fully laid out on the table for me to understand exactly what the issue was between the two of them do you want me to tell you what it was tell me (laughs) it was how he wanted he was constantly looking for an angle or an edge to play to get higher on the political spectrum and she didn't want that she didn't want it she just wanted to be married to him and have a relationship with him but everything to him was a pawn to be moved which is strange though because you're married to a career politician so i feel and you are also a career politician but she so, wasn't using people as pawns. She was just, that's what I liked about her character was she was very, no, this is how it is. I'm going to be honest with you, whether you like it or not. I don't know. I think towards the end, we saw her moving towards the direction that she was willing to use people for pawns too. So I think it was just towards, a matter of she had never been in that position. Yes. She felt very hypocritical to me as a, as a lead character. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I had more complaints with her, I think, than anything else. Really? Like, I did. Because I could see the struggle, the moral struggle she had to doing this. She didn't want to, but as she talked to Hal. Then why was she? That's my issue. If you have a moral struggle with something and you continue to do it, I can't feel too sorry for you then. Mm -hmm. Like, then resolve it. If if you have an issue with what you're doing, then make a change. I think with her and Hal, what I liked about, because he was, there was one point where she was like, I don't want you involved. Stop getting involved. You keep making Mm -hmm. things worse. Stop. But then- this i don't even remember i wouldn't call it an asset but something was going to cause a big nuclear war or an implosion or something and she fell out of her depth and she went to hal and said help me what do i do and then she followed him because she was worried that if she didn't do it this way because nothing she naturally leaned to was working it was making it worse so she felt i've got to do what you're telling me to do because apparently that's the only way that i can stop nuclear war from happening but and that bothers me about her character though that I, I felt like she used him when it was convenient for I her. I agree with that. Yes. And it bothered me because I do feel like his emotions were a lot stronger. He wanted his marriage to work. He was he who did. he was. Yeah. He was accepting her for whoever she was. Yeah. She was not willing to accept him for who he for the person that he was. And so it just felt it bothered me a little bit. Um and my other major complaint, and it's not even like a, it's just a personal complaint because I don't think it's a negative towards the show at all. I don't even think what I just said was a negative towards the show. I think it's actually complex characters and that's entertaining and, you know, it's just whatever. Um, but it was too political for me that I had a harder time, not just following exactly what was going on, but staying interested in the, it wasn't until probably episode six 
that I was like, or five or six, that I was really invested in the story. Otherwise, I was pushing through just because I knew we had to do a podcast on it. <laughs> but by the last couple episodes, I was finally invested. I will say okay. that. But it took me a very long time to be invested in these people. Okay. I remember I remember saying in the chat, oh my gosh, this is so good. This is so good. And you were just like, well. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't come right out and say, oh no, I'm not enjoying this. But you were just like, but I did like the ending. Yeah. Like I'm saying, I, I am invested now, mm-hmm. but it took yeah. a long time. So I would encourage if anyone watching this and this is not your your cup of Normal. tea, keep going because I mm-hmm. do think you will get there. Yeah. And I think it's going to be slow. Because this was so steeped in policy and politics, mm-hmm. it took a much longer time to build to the climax of the show. Because yeah. they had to, they had to make you aware of a lot of nuances in the political sphere. They had to make you aware of how things work between different countries that are trying to work together. They had to make you aware of all of those things. So the buildup took a lot more time than it ordinarily would. Like for instance, in the night agent or the recruit, because those are things we already understood. A diplomacy mm-hmm. or a, a diplomat in particular, it's not a role we really talk a lot about. We don't really understand a lot about that. We yeah. make jokes like, oh, diplomatic immunity, but we don't really understand it. So I think that it, yeah. I think- I agree with Jeanette. Give, if this is if you're struggling to get into it in the first few episodes, give it a little longer because the climax. If you're struggling, the climax has not happened yet, because yeah. they're trying to help you understand and build. But along the way of what they do in the show is as they're building up to the climax, they're also and teaching you about the stuff. They're also putting in the story mm-hmm. and trying to. Yeah. They're trying to like loop through characters that you're not sure if you should trust. Like how? Right. We never fully know if we trust or not trust him. And I think you talk about like the buildup like of this. And I think that that has a lot to do with like keeping my attention as well. Whereas like with our other two shows we discussed, there was not just the buildup of the story, but there was a lot of action happening yeah. in every episode. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't, there was, wasn't. A lot of, there was a lot of talking. There's a lot of very little policy action. and just like, that's not my thing. And mm-hmm. so like, I'm like, I don't care. You know, yeah. and this is, I'm really having a hard time following it. And that and there's lack of any sort of romance or the romance we yes. have is kind of icky. It's and weird. Whatever. Um, <laughs> there's no like, you know, there's no young hot guy to look at. Like, I mean, and mm-hmm. I'm, but I mean like, so there's all these things that these other ones have that are keeping me going. And this Keep one doesn't amidst have the it. political. And yeah. so I'm like, uh, I don't know. So it was harder to follow. Definitely. I think my biggest complaint about the show was the language. The I langu- don't, I don't think the F word, like I, I get that I, I don't swear and I don't use the F word and I, I get that's fine, but I will watch some shows that have it in there just in specific places to make a point. Yeah. But this felt like it was just gratuitous F word. Like it just, this no, is I, so natural that we have to say it in every other sentence. I agree. It doesn't need to be there that much. The thing is, I, I, I do cuss and I do use the F word every single day of my life. <laughs> I do. Okay. I'm not like, I'm not going to deny that. But I also don't, I felt it unbelievable because I don't sit in a meeting with my employer and exactly. like my coworkers and drop an F bomb. Now, granted, I understand that like, this was obviously high stress situations and I'm not saying that politicians don't ever because i'm I, i'm assuming they probably do yeah but i don't think it's not that gratuitously though not that often and this was one of those shows and i think they do this sometimes on streaming networks they put it in there because they can exactly and i don't i don't particularly like and like i said i i don't i use this i use language i talk like a sailor most of the time when i'm not here on my podcast but like i wouldn't 
I still don't like shows that put it in there for the sake of doing it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the same thing with like, I mean, I think I've told Tiffany, like when there's like, you know, sex scenes and stuff like that. If it if it will lead, if that and the cussing and all that will benefit the story and move the story along in somehow in the way that it feels, it feels natural, whatever, I have no issues with it. When it's there just for shock value, I don't care for it. Yeah, I agree. So I would agree. Like I, my children could not have been in the room on this. No. Because of the language. And there Mm -hmm. were some, also some scenes that I think were. Made me very uncomfortable. It was with her and her husband, but still it was like. It was just. It was the way that it was done. Cause there was nothing Mm -hmm. romantic. There was nothing like. It meant nothing to the story. It was just simply there. Or even to the characters. It didn't add any. It actually detracted from the characters. So it it just felt weird. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And like, just for, for you guys to understand, like I, we all watch the same shows for the most part. And for me, like I'll, I will watch shows that have a little bit of language in it because I'm an adult and I know that, you know, people talk this way. I can ignore that they're saying that, but when things are thrown in my face that make me feel like uh, I, okay, maybe I shouldn't be watching this. It's really unfortunate because the story is really good. Uh But there were a couple times because of the language and because of those, I think there was only two scenes that were sexual in nature that made Mm -hmm. me very uncomfortable. I had to fast forward through. Mm -hmm. There was a couple times because of the language alone that I was like, maybe I shouldn't be watching this. And I almost turned it off. And if that's that's the point that you're reaching in any show, it's, it's, completely unnecessary because any grown adult christian or not christian swearer or not swearer they can watch a show that has some language in it without an issue and that's who you want to build it for so that was honestly that was my biggest complaint and for that reason it's going to get a lower grade even though i love this story so much i was so invested that is the only reason i kept watching because i felt the story was interesting the story was good i was really Mm -hmm. invested in the plot points i really liked the political sphere that they put it in I really enjoyed all that, but it, it was hard to watch at times because of the language for me. Mm-hmm. So I think let's move on to overall grades. I think my overall grade because of that is going to get an A minus. Like I actually enjoyed this story the best out of the three. Yeah. But I wouldn't be able to go back and watch it because of the language. I just, I just couldn't do it. Okay. So I have to grade mine a little weird because I have to grade like the last two episodes separately from the rest of the series, because <laughs> otherwise it's just going to be too weird. Because, because those the are the first- two that you enjoyed. How many episodes were there? Like eight? Eight, I think. Okay. So episodes one through, let's, well, yeah. Nine. There were nine episodes. Okay. Well, I'll do the last three then maybe. I don't know. One through six, I'm going to give like a C just because it's not my kind of show. Yeah. The last three episodes, I would actually bump up to like a B plus A minus because they started getting really action packed and like it kept my attention a lot more. Yeah. I think I have to grade that way because I mean, otherwise, I mean, I'm giving this thing like a B minus overall, like, because I have to. Um, it's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Not to say it's not a great show. Will I watch season two? Absolutely, I will because yeah. now we've left on a cliffhanger that I'm going to need to know what happened. Mm-hmm. Now, will I struggle to get through the rest of those episodes? Probably again, but I need to know what happened. So. Honestly, I think season two will be better. Speaking of, you know, it's set to, they did renew it on May 1st of this year for a season two, but again, writer strike has got everything wonky. I think that the season two will be better for you and for anyone who doesn't like the political sphere, because there is not going to need to be a buildup to understand what's happening. It'll be more action packed. I think. Yes, I think yeah. so too. And so like, so you and I might flip-flop on this a little bit. I might like it a little less because it's not as political focused, mm. politically focused. Yeah. But it, it, I think it'll still be good. I hope that 
what I hope to see in the next season is more natural language. Yes. I mean, yeah, swear a little bit if you need to, whatever, but it, it should be natural. And like you said, like you cuss like a sailor on your day, but not just on the podcast, you not speak when you're in with your colleagues or your bosses, or you're in a work meeting, you are adult enough to know, Hey, I can control my mouth. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, don't, I'm sure there's a slip up here and there. Maureen cuts oh, like sure. that for me. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't happen very often. You know? Yeah. I, mean, I know when to use language and also like you, but more importantly, you know, when not to use language. Yes. yes. And I think that any grown adult should. And right. I think that they made it so that there's no boundaries on this. Yeah. And that's so I and hope that made... next season that they alter that writing a little bit. Yeah. Cause I mean, just to say a little bit, like it would have made more sense. Like when she's talking to Hal, like, mm-hmm. sure, cuss it up. Because, I mean, me and my husband do, especially when we're talking about something stressful and we're upset about something. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But when you're in a meeting with the prime minister and the president of the United States, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that that, I just, I don't believe that. If that no. is the case, like, I mean, I would be shocked. I don't, now, I'm not saying that they don't. They probably do speak like mm-hmm. that on occasion. But I just can't imagine that they do in their meetings. Like, I don't but believe. I mean, beyond beyond that, that's your boss. There's a certain level of respect that position affords you. It's a professionalism so, of exactly. It's a it's a meeting. Like, and for the prime minister or the secretary of state or the president, that position garners respect. Whether or not you deserve it, you have that position. You get the respect. Yes. You should speak accordingly. And I think that grown adults had the capacity to do that. And even, and even they were speaking like that, though. I mean, yes. it's just like, I don't understand this. Except like, for the um, the assistant. He wasn't, I don't remember what, what his, his position his ti- was. The prime minister. Yeah, yes. I don't know what he's called. Foreign secretary. Foreign secretary. So even like when the when she first was talking to the foreign secretary, that's a whole different country who has a whole different set of values and standings. And you're just... If you are a seasoned veteran diplomat, you understand that there are cultural differences among countries. Yes. You wouldn't just blow in there and use your, it, it made the Americans look the way everybody depicts us, Jesus, which is, yeah. <laughs> it, it just made it like the British are very proper. They have very, and I get that they swore in there too, but they even made it to the foreign secretary at first was very put off by Carrie Russell because of how she came in there, just blazing with Mm -hmm. the effort and blazing with her Americanness. Yeah. Don't make every country hate us by depicting us this way, please. Right? Not necessary. (laughs) We get enough hate based on our stupidity alone. We don't need more fire, more fuel added to that fire. True. But give it a shot. As Jeanette said, if you don't like it in the first couple episodes, give it a little longer. Give it till about, there's only eight episodes, by the way. IMDb had season two, episode one listed, Mm, but that doesn't count. So there's only eight episodes. Give it until like episode five, six. If you don't like it after episode six, shut it off. You won't like it. Yeah. (laughs) And I realize that that's a long time, but the information you get between episodes one and five Though it might be boring, you need that information going forward to kind of understand yeah. what's happening and where it's going. So give it up to there. If you don't like it on episode six, cut it. It's. I think the story is really good. I think it's interesting. I think mm-hmm. it's very thought-provoking and it's witty. I did like the part where Carrie Russell attacked her husband and kind of beat the crap out of him. That was really entertaining yes. for me. Mm-hmm. So there are some things that they try to put in there to make it a little lighter. And I think that's kind of what they were trying to do with the language but it had the opposite effect. Yeah, so no, I agree. Just be warned if you're watching it, it is not a kid-friendly show. No. You cannot watch it with your children in the room or your children near the room. I had to watch it at night after my kids went to bed simply because the F word was so common in this show. It's so, the least kid-friendly of the three we've discussed. Yes, absolutely. I think, actually, I think 
the night goes, agent, night is, probably... agent is the most appropriate mm-hmm. because I can't even remember. There's a little bit of language, but I can't remember so. a sex scene or anything. But the recruit had a scene that I had to. It was only like a second, and I had to fast forward through quick, it. Though, yeah. And but, the language is a little bit, but even in the recruit, the way the language was used, it didn't feel it was, out of place for exactly. me. Exactly. Cause it's and not it was like strategic. They to, it wasn't like in the office, they're talking like mm-hmm. this, like it, it was, was a field. Yeah. And a lot of times it was, it was language of frustration rather than mm-hmm. this is just my everyday language Yeah, is when it came out. So, I mean, it's more predictable in there when it's going to happen. So you can you can yes. assess it more and you can make sure it's safe for your kids a little easier. So give yeah. these a shot. If you like political throws, even if you don't try some of these, because these might surprise you. I think yeah. that on our team, now we have a podcasting team of seven, but yes. during the summer we we've cut down our team. The people who are actually participating in the podcast are less. I'm sure you've noticed that, that, that there's only four of us who participate over the summer, but we have an admin team for all of our groups. And all of us have been sort of surprised by some of these shows that we watch that we like and enjoy and groups were created out of it because like, oh, wow, this is actually good. So give it a shot. I'm sure that you will, at least one of these, you will find something that you like. And if you want more Netflix recommendations, check out our Facebook group. It's Netflix, Netflix family fan club big group. We're going to be doing these until uh, our seasons return, our regular shows return. We will continue to do a lot of these Netflix reviews. It's our job to watch them. So you don't have, well, we want you to watch them, but it's our job to watch them first. So you know if they're worth your time. Yes. And we will be honest. We are going to be reviewing some shows that we don't like. You'll notice our last Netflix one. That wasn't, there was a show on there that wasn't really a crowd pleaser. (laughs) To a lot of people, so except funny, I wasn't, I, and I had something come up and couldn't be on there and I actually <laughs> did enjoy it, but no one else did. So you never know. At least they made sure to mention that in there that I wish Jeanette was here because she actually liked it. <laughs> I know I could have told people. <laughs> so for those of you that watched our last one, Jeanette did like Unstable. I did. She it's it was actually good. funny. Yeah. <laughs> so now because you like it, I'm going to give it a shot though, because I have this, I like the same sort of humor that you do. It's a real like. Oh, now you make me nervous. No, it's a real subtle oh, okay. humor. Like it's not like that's like what I silly, prefer. But it's silly in like the like honestly, I don't know why Amanda didn't like it because I would, which is funny though, because I don't like the office and stuff. Oh, but yeah. I feel like it's more of that like they throw in like really stupid stuff, but then they don't focus on it. It's not like there's like there's a laugh track ready to like throw in there with mm-hmm. it. They do it and they move on real quick. And so you're kind of like, what was that? That's so <laughs> like it's kind of like that kind of humor. And I enjoy that. So Okay. I will I will give it a give shot. It a shot. Yeah. And then we'll we'll see. Is there a lot of language in that one? Um, I feel like it's a Netflix not, show. So I mean, yes, but not look it. Not like the Diplomat. I even mentioned <laughs> the Diplomat. You remember me saying that if I, I mentioned did. it, yeah. it means there was a lot because I, I don't think care I even about cautioned kind of everybody about that. I was like, whoa, the I wish they didn't say the f word so much in this. <laughs> it's a lot, but so unstable. No, I don't remember it being. Okay. it's not. It didn't stand out to me, anyways. Honestly, that's the main reason I didn't like the Gilmore Girls reboot because it was on netflix and i felt like they just put a lot of things in there because it was on netflix and they could like what that's why i didn't feel gilmore girls because you would have never put this on regular tv uh, teen wolf movie same way i felt like it was just we won't even get into that but we cannot but i felt like the language was it was similar in that one in that it was just there just because now we're on paramount plus and we can don't cuss because you can cuss because it feels natural yes well i mean I don't, but yes. Well, <laughs> and so yeah. If you guys think that we only give good, happy reviews, go check go out our review on the Teen Wolf movie. 
that was all oh man it was yeah, so that bad. Was a bad one. That was a bad one. so if it's bad we will tell you it's bad so continue yeah. to tune into our netflix reviews until the writer strike is up now we might run out of because we're trying to do newer netflix mm -hmm. of course depending on how long the writer strike goes on we might need to dig into some of the older netflix maybe dig into there's a lot of 2022 releases so we might dig into some of those, or we will also be adding in like Hulu or Paramount Plus or Peacock, like those streaming services that have shows specific to them. We're going to dig into some of those reviews too. So you'll never be short of something to watch while you wait for your regular shows to come on. So check out that. Again, do not forget to subscribe. It gives us some more credibility on our channel, gives us some more credibility on our podcast to make sure we're getting you content that you want to see, that you want to hear. I'm sure you would rather hear from the actors on Will Trent or on Fire Country or on Chicago's than us all the time. So start liking our channel, listening to it, let your friends and family know, hey, we have this thing here that we listen to that's kind of fun. And then we'll get you even more fun content. So make sure you're doing that. We have next coming up for you is we have this Netflix comes out. Obviously all of our Netflix shows come out on Wednesdays. So you have this tonight and then Friday, tune in for our next Cruel Summer review and recap. That'll be episode six. Next Wednesday, we are doing cooking reality, which is just going to be Amanda and I because we love the cooking reality. So we've got, we're going to be talking, is it cake, snack versus chef, cook at all costs, drink masters. And of course, you cannot have a cooking reality show without even mentioning the Great British Baking Show or Sugar Rush. So those will be honorable mentions. But we have that coming up for you next Wednesday, July 12th. Tune in for those. Continue to, it, it, again, if you haven't seen Cruel Summer, Check that out. You can watch it on Freeform on Monday nights at, I think it's 9, 8 Central is when it's on, I think, or somewhere in there. Check it at yeah. 8 first. If it's not on, then it'll be out at 9, okay? But if you have not watched that yet, check it out on Freeform or Hulu Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. It's well worth your time, I promise you. And then let us know what you think about that. So we will see you very soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Loving our content? Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fan and Family Chats, or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, Family Fan Club 2021 at Wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows. <laughs>